Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! It's showtime. 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 It's showtime. Showtime! And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary. Cool. Hey, welcome to the weekend blab or the Friday blab or the what the heck this thing is. Uh, I just wanted to throw something together where we can all talk about the fabulous world of speaking. So uh, just trying to get everybody on air. So if you're on air, uh, let me have a look here and see if Jenny is here. Not sure. Um, no, all right. We're still getting it sorted. We've got uh, a lot of people who are uh, just coming on uh, on the call. We're just getting started a little bit early. Do have my Friday beverage all good to go. So um, just a little one. So I don't know about you, but sometimes on a Friday, there's room for a beverage. Here in downtown, downtown uh, Melbourne, it's a public holiday, which for some who knows why reason we've got one. So that's all part of the joy. Uh, so we've got uh, a few people coming on board, which is good. Uh, and they're sneaking in, which is great. Uh, I think Dave has joined us. So Dave, I'm just putting you there to see if your uh, visual come on board. Uh, we're just slowly easing into it. We started a little bit earlier. Hang on, I've got uh, some stuff going. So, bear with me um, as we as we get involved. All right. So, uh, just seeing who else we've got here. The lovely Julie Garley McClelland has popped her head in. So, I'm just clicking to see if I can get you up on the screen. So we're just slowly but surely getting there. You know, the idea of this is to have a conversation, uh, talk about speaking, share some ideas, see what's going on, uh, and find out what's happening. So if you're <laughs> listening, hey, Julie has joined us. Hello, Julie. <laughs> oh, my God, look at that foot. I know. What a disaster. What did you do? Believe it or not, I rolled my ankle walking my dog. So you're the kind of girl who exercises massively, goes running and does all this sort of risky stuff, and walking your dog has caused you to have one of the sexiest little leg implements the world has known. It has, and I'm busy trying to work out how to get back round to my front camera. All uh, right. I reckon if you hit the screen or something magic like that, I'm yeah. not quite sure. I'm sure you will work it out. I need to show you my nether regions, but never mind. Now they've been aired on the internet. They'll be well, nothing. And the, good news, the good news is that we're recording this. And so oh, everyone else is too. Hey, the lovely Jenny has joined us. Hello, Jenny. Hi, Warwick. How are you? I have no idea how this works. <laughs> that's, a, that's not a drama. All I would suggest to you is uh let's play together and find out and i think that half the reason that i wanted to run a blab like this is to get more experience at it share the share the message and just you know share build the community around speakers that's what i was focused on okay awesome uh the only thing i would suggest to you is i'm hearing a bit of reverb so if you just want to turn your volume down a bit particularly when you speak um or if you had a headphone to put that in uh, meanwhile we'll just look at julie's legs very nice. <laughs> All right. Um, so there's quite a few people said that they were going to be coming along, but not many people have at this stage. But that's it's very early. So I do hope you've got your beverage. I've got one of these. Yeah, I've got one of these. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Nice work. Hey, at the very least, Julie, you can always turn your phone around every now and again just so we can sort of see your, your face. But or is I it dangerous to be? You. I've got to get this worked out somehow. I know the other things what you do is you, if you touch the screen or something, there might be a menu option. Uh, I think my, uh, the rest of us, I think, are just using our laptops or computers or whatever it is that we do. Yeah, I'm using my computer. Are you using your computer? Yeah, this is my um, this is my computer. All right, like a tablet thing. Cool. Yep. Nice. 
Excellent. Well, how's your week been, ladies? It's been been good. Too busy and not lucrative enough. I do like that new article that you um, wrote, Julie. That was fabulous. Oh, good. Please share it widely and tell everybody to hire me. (laughs) (laughs) And that's one of the the topics that I wanted to talk about today, um, and that is around referrals. Because I think uh, not many speakers I know, we all love referrals and we all happily will do whatever it takes to, to get referrals. But I don't know how many people have got referral engines or have set up a system or process to get referrals. Do you ladies have anything set up that you use that is a process to get referrals? Other than shamelessly begging, no. No. No, I just it just just happens um, from existing clients, I guess. But uh, right. not from not particularly from speakers. Right. So would you say that, um, Jenny, most of your referral comes through when you do some training? Because phone sales and telephone sales, that's your area of expertise, yeah? Yeah. So whenever I do with a, a public seminar or an in-house training, I, I'll, I'll get a call in the week from someone saying so-and-so referred you. But I don't have a system set up. Right. Okay. Um. Cool. I know, uh, and, and very similarly myself, I don't, I don't really, you know, have much of what I would call a system set up. But I know that whenever I have a new client, whenever I do work, I will um, um, say to to them afterwards. Sorry, I just got messages coming through. Um, uh, I will say to them afterwards. Okay, who else do you know that might be able to use me, or who else do you know that you might have on your system that is that will be looking for some of my skills. So I think as part of my my checklist of stuff that I do, um, I will always, you know, look for additional opportunities, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, on the feedback forms of um, any training I do, I always say, who else do you know who, yeah. who might be interested? And then I give them a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know sometimes what I'll do is, go for that warm call, like get them to call first and then I call. Do you sort of set that kind of stuff up? No, I was feel a bit a bit awkward about asking other people to do that for me, but maybe I should. <laughs> I know it's worked well in the past because typically I'm assuming that both you and Julie uh, and anyone else who's listening, I know we've got a few other people who have joined us and I'm just trying to work out how I can put you on the screen. So I'm just putting someone else on the screen as we speak. Um, uh, I know that you know, I'm assuming that they're very happy with the work. So typically what they'll, they'll be willing to, you know, say how much they enjoy what you're doing and what's going on and all that kind of stuff. So hey, uh, I think Nina's joining us. Nina, are you there? She's trying. She's trying to get there. All right. The lovely Zerafina's there. Zerafina, I'm going to see if I can get you on the screen. All right, here we go. So, Zerafina, as we speak, um, you've got to get an invite. You'll press a magic button and come up on the screen. So, hey, thanks, everyone. To Oh, cool. Nina's found the chat box. Yay. Um, uh, thanks, everyone, for coming along and, and giving this a bit of a, a play and a crack. Um, the, the intent is that probably once a month that I'll try and run these kind of sessions just as a building a community and having a conversation to talk about some of the stuff that's going on out there today um, because, uh, you know, as speakers, it's sort of very much on your own as as you go, which I suppose raises the question, um, Do does anyone on, on the call have mastermind groups? I used to. I used to go to um, Matt Church's and also Craig Rispin's. Right. They were brilliant, giving me lots and lots of ideas. Um, but then they changed their format and model and it just became too expensive and I was never actually capable of turning the ideas into work. Right. What about um, just a group of like-minded speakers or or stuff like that? Is there anything in particular that that you do? I know um, I'm seeing here that Zerafina has an accountability person. So, Zerafina, if you can type how how often... 
do you meet with your accountability person? Or how often do you uh, commit to being accountable? Is it a weekly thing? Is it a project-based thing? What sort of stuff do you do? So weekly. Uh, so you have... Um, um, oh, I'm bringing Jason on the line if I can. Jason, I'm just trying to get you uh, on visual if possible. Hey, there you are. Hello, Jason. Welcome. How are you? Oh, very good. Very good. It's here in Melbourne. It's a public holiday because apparently there's some silly football game going on tomorrow. Yes, um, yes. And we're just, you know, trying to survive in this beautiful 30 degree weather because Melbourne's weather is always the best. Is it? So, Jason, where are you? Which state are you calling from? I'm from Perth. Right. So you know what warm weather's all about. Yes. Yeah. Very, very hot. <laughs> yeah. So, like, sorry. Um, so, uh, we're just talking about accountability and talking about um, do we have mastermind groups? Do we just have accountability people? There's a few people in the chat window talking about how have uh, weekly conversations or weekly catch-ups. Others come up with different uh, different solutions. Um, Julie, now, it's, I don't mean to be rude about your legs. I might try and get someone else on the video phone and then we'll come back to you if you can get your video sorted up with your other camera, yeah? Yeah, I'm still trying to find the front camera switch. I know there is one somewhere. But meanwhile, just keep your those lovely white legs rested. Um, <laughs> so, Jason, do you have an accountability group that you use? Um, well, I suppose I, I come from a different perspective um, in, in my what I do. Um, yeah. I am actually a traffic guy. So, for instance, if somebody has got a business, um, I help them out and I help them grow in their business. Yeah. Um, but by all means, um, I have mentors for sure. Yeah. And we, we have weekly calls um, because you always, I think that everyone learns every day. And there's always new stuff coming out. Um, and the main thing also, you have to think of newbies that are scared to come online and like even in Blab and have a talk and yep. find out diff different things, you know, like, yep. and you have to think back to when like I first started. That's how I think anyway. Yep. Um, how to talk to people, how to come across and, and make them feel welcome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I think, look, I think there's there's real uh, validity in terms of having someone that, to help you get stuff done. I think running our own businesses can be very uh, lonely. And so to make sure that we've got, you know, it's very easy to spend the day foofing around for one of a more technical term. And then, and then at the end of the day, go, how have I progressed myself? Um, so having that accountability will make a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, you know what gets what I do every day. I come up when I, I get up at like I'm always up by seven o'clock. Right. Um, I come in. I, I've got a dream board. Yep. I go over my dream board. I go. I have um, monthly goals that I want to achieve every month. Yep. And then I set myself out for the day what I want to get. I would like to get done for that day. Yep. Um, and try and achieve it the best I can in that way. Cool. That's cool. Um, there's days that I don't get it achieved, but yep. at least I'm I'm heading in the right direction to try and get it achieved. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason, <coughs> video. Uh, welcome. Thanks for being here. What about you? Do you have you know an accountability partner, a mentor? What sort of daily processes do you use to get get on track? This is Jason Wynn I'm talking to. Oh, yeah. And I think that sounds great. Uh, what was it? Warwick? Warwick. Okay. I just want Where to Where are you calling in from, Jason? Just so we know. Uh, the USA, uh, Utah. Any of you guys familiar? Uh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, I've got a trip. I'm going through Arches National Park in the uh, not-too-distant future. It must be um, uh, some weird time over in, in Utah at the moment. Uh, yeah, 12.10. How about you? Uh, yeah, for us, it's uh, we're in the future because Australia is always in the future. So it's uh, 10 oh. past four uh, on Friday. So uh, very interesting. So for your, uh, I'm assuming you run a speaking business or are related to some kind of, uh, have an entrepreneurial business of your own. Is that a fair statement? Yes, sir. Um, so I run the account on Instagram. It's called heroes underscore motivation. 
and yeah. it's it's I would say it's a legit business. People would ask maybe, hey, can I get a shout out from you? Are you familiar with that term shout out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I would charge maybe five, ten dollars since I'm not too big right now. But I just wanted to get from your guys' perspective how you guys yep. got over uh, public speaking fear from all of you. How you get over has fear of public speaking. Uh, that's a good one, Jenny. You, you do a, you do a bit of speaking. How do you, and but particularly because you're also because you're the telephone sales expert. There's a huge amount of fear in picking up that phone, and I would suspect that that would be similar. So, what techniques do you use to get over that kind of fear? Um, to, to make a decision that you are no longer going to be frightened. <laughs> Because I remember when I first started, I used to even want to vomit in my <laughs> all over the table before I went onto the stage. And it's really, um, it, it was actually by doing a fire walk with Anthony Robbins that changed me. Right. Because I, I focused on that fear yeah. of public speaking. And I thought, well, where do I want to be in life? If I'm not going to do public speaking, how am I going to hold myself back? Yeah. So I created a, the pain of not doing it and then just made a decision straight after doing that firewall that I was never going to be frightened of public speaking again because I had a message and I had to deliver it and that was the, the vehicle that I needed to deliver it by. Fantastic. So what, what are some of the size crowds that you have spoken in front of, Jenny? Oh, probably. I, I don't speak to very large audiences. My audiences tend to be quite small. So right. you know, 200 is around the biggest I've done, or maybe 300. Okay. Jason Mariner, while we've got you on screen, uh, do you speak? Do you speak in front of groups of people? Yes, I do. Um, um what happens when people are uh, interested in building the business, um, I get invited along to all different niches. Yep. Um, I suppose the biggest one I've had is 500 to 1,000. Okay. But the way yep. I look at it is everyone's a friend. Yep. yep. If you think is everyone is a friend, because they're all there to hear information and they all want to do the same thing and grow, grow their business. Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, we've got on the call, I've tried to bring on before, um, Zerafina Zara, and she's a presentation guru, presentation skills guru. And her comment is talking about how focusing on the experience of the audience versus what's going on internally. And I think that's a very powerful thing. And in fact, I might try and get her back on. So Jenny, I may just take you off screen and try and get Zerafina. We'll come back to you later on. Doesn't mean we don't love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know for me, uh, I think my biggest... Um, my biggest crowd's probably 1,600 people. Um, and I think the best way to get better at speaking is to speak more. And that Where is am to I? volunteer everything you That's can. Right. Hey, there's the lovely Zerafina. Hello, Zerafina. I'm looking at your bookshelf. <laughs> You're looking at my beautiful bookshelf. <laughs> That's a beautiful bookshelf. Well, <laughs> looking at your bookshelf. Hey, there you Oh, Hello. Give us a rundown, Zerafina. Tell us what um, what tips would you have uh, about how to get uh, to lose the nerves of speaking? Uh, practice, practice definitely, and also just understanding that your uh, that your experience is normal. That those nerves are something that's going to happen every time you speak. But the more you do it, the more practice you have with it, the um, the easier it's going to be. Too. Right. But also, I would I would be just focusing on the um, the external outcome. So, what is it that you want to achieve? And it's kind yeah. of like anything. Like I'd be afraid to go to a you know first roller skating class or a hula hooping class because I actually don't know what I'm what I'm doing. But having um, yeah, but you you just have to go and you have to suck. You know, and the the thing about anything that's public is that you suck in public, and that can be <laughs> more uncomfortable than. Because more people are looking at you than, say, if you were hula hooping or roller skating. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think keeping focused on what is it that I want to do? Is it that I want to make revenue from this? Is it that I have a particular message to share? You know, what is it that's going to make it worth that sacrifice? Right, right. And I think, mm. I think that's, 
um, that's a very fair call that that you want to practice. You know you're going to suck. So practice in front of an audience that doesn't matter if it's going to fail. That is going to love you anyway. <laughs> most people, in my experience, most people are sitting in the audience thinking, thank God it's not me up there on stage doing this presentation because I'd prefer to die and I really don't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you can get to a place where you, where you love it because you have an opportunity to share things and you have a platform to share things that most people don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I love um, a lot of people um, actually want to listen because they want to learn more. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, it, it is all about looking at, you know, how can I just continue to share whatever message that I've got and focusing on what's in the best interest of the audience and, and not in myself. So that's yeah. that's a cool one. Um, and um, uh, Kerry's made a good point there, and I'm sure everyone can sort of see it, but it is that, uh, it is taking the focus off yourself and focusing on on other people. Um, Nina, I keep uh, trying to get you up on the screen, but it's sort of not happening. Um, I'm seeing a beautiful, beautiful grey cube, and I don't know where you've gone, and that's just part of the fun. So I'm going to turn that one off again. And unfortunately, the other Jason, your signal went weak and you dropped out. Doesn't mean we don't love you. Uh, so again, we're here. This is the you know um, get more speak success factor where we're just talking about what is it that makes a successful speaker and what are some of the issues that we're talking about. So we talked about um, having a mastermind group and some uh, mentors and accountability people. Um, for, for, the, for Jason and Zerifana, you're on the screen as we speak. What would you recommend to do to build? Uh, where do you get your accountability partners? What, what do you do? How do you get them? How do you build a mastermind group? What do you do? What do you do? I think <laughs> I, I think you you need to find somebody who is who wants somebody to be accountable to as well. So the person that that I meet with, uh, it's not necessarily that we have great deals of deal of expertise. Uh, although I mean we do together, but it's really helping each other come up with the solutions that we need to hear. Yep. Uh, and so often it will be the thing that you say and then that will be reflected back to you from somebody else. But I think it's someone else who, who's trying to meet goals and uh, appreciates the idea of that. And I think just asking around and asking people who you admire too. Um, you know, and sometimes that's a casual conversation, but I think having something weekly is really helpful to, you know, I know that it makes me scramble the night before to make sure I've <laughs> done the things that I said I would do. I, I love, I'm motivated by public humiliation. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is. It's, it's knowing, that you've got, great. knowing you've got that phone call, you're just like, well, you know, if it's only me, it's like when I go on a diet. You know, when I want to diet, I'm like, it's just me. I'm the only one who knows I'm going to have the Mars bar. But if you're like, I'm going to weigh in or I have an accountability call or I say, like, oh, I can't let them down. I'm like, you know, I've got to do it. Um, Kerry, I so want you to jump in. You're doing some great comments there. Um, so do whatever you've got to do at your end and I will click the magic button to have you online. I know that when I was looking for my mastermind group, the advice I was given was look for someone who's got what you want and then ask them. Uh, so <laughs> Julie, you, Julie Guy McClellan is sort of like my uh, little voice in the back of my head that says you should exercise more and not eat as many naughty things. <laughs> and so she's come up with some conversations here and I'm sorry you've broken your leg or you've twisted your leg. Hey, Kerry's here. Hello, Kerry. Hello. How are you, Warwick? Yeah, really good. Kerry, love to hear your thoughts on um, getting a, a mastermind group together and, and some accountability stuff. By the oh, way, for people who don't know, Kerry's an absolute legend on talking to strangers. Her whole, her whole concept is do talk to strangers. She's got a great book about it out there. So Check it out. Oh, here's one we prepared earlier. Um, so if you're interested, uh, Google the hell out of Kerry. Kerry Fibber or jump on a Twitter ID and track it down. But anyway, give us a rundown, Kerry, on your mastermind group. Well, I get a copy of my book for way around. <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that. Hi, Zara. It's uh, great to meet you and hear your comments. Uh, can I just ask, where are you based? In Melbourne. <laughs> and did we all see Warwick's book just there? Hold it up again oh, for a screen capture. <laughs> I've just been um, <laughs> just delivering a, a presentation about the book this afternoon. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so I've got a few different networks and, and one thing that I, that I want to acknowledge is the 
Asia Professional Speakers Convention and um, membership, which I connected with in May this year, and that's where I met Warwick. So we're both from Australia, but we met in Singapore, and I just found it such a supportive environment just to be connecting with other speakers online. And you know, there's the APSS members group, but it, it, when we see each other online, we jump on board. So I saw Warwick's lab here and I went, oh, hey, yeah, I'm just going to put that in the calendar and do that. And uh, last night I did a Periscope and Raymond Thomas from Singapore jumped on that. And it's just great to be connecting, like I said, to Jay, and it was great to see you here, to, um, yeah, just, just get around the people that you want to learn from. And I love facilitating conferences, you know, like an MC role. And so it was really great to see what Warwick was doing because people often focus on, you know, just the keynote, like get the keynote speaking gigs. But if you're passionate about a different aspect of supporting conferences, then, you know, go for that, but talk to other people that are doing similar things. So it, it doesn't have to be like one network, but what are the networks and who are the people that you connect with? and just go talk so, to them. Well, that's a great question. We talked earlier at the very start of the call before a lot of people came on, we we're talking about uh, referrals and where to get referrals from. So obviously networks are a, a part of doing that. So mm. you say you've got very, you've got many different networks. So what networks are you part of and how did you select to be part of those networks? And Zerafina, as Kerry's answering this, I want you to answer it next, all right? So Kerry, <laughs> what networks are you part of and how did you find them? Okay, well, I've been doing uh, leadership coaching for the last 11 years. So there's, you know, the whole coaching network. And then when I decided I wanted to step more into speaking with this recent book, I, you know, had connected with a few different speakers and they invited me to the Australian Speakers Convention and I couldn't go because I was speaking that weekend in another city. And I connected with Asia Professional Speakers because I mentored a new coach about eight years ago who's a global certified speaking professional. I don't know if I've said that correctly. What's that? The, the, you know, the global designation. And yeah, uh, so I was invited to join this Facebook group and I was like, well, I wouldn't describe myself as an, uh, you know, Asia speaker. CSP Global. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a great tip. Um, Google, oh, that's your tip, isn't it, Warwick? Yep. Google associations and find out. Yeah, I, I don't actually go on Google things because I just find myself talking to people, whether whether it's in an airport or on a train or at a convention. I, I just made some great friendships at the Singapore conference mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, saw Yvonne Sum, who, who's based in Malaysia. We met up in Sydney just recently, but I've stayed in touch with quite a few people on social media because I, I live out in... Western New South Wales. Central I was going to say, you're not, you're not based in Sydney. You're based out in Upper Cumbacta West or something, aren't you? <laughs> it's called Dubbo, Central West New South oh, Wales. Halfway <laughs> between Melbourne and Brisbane. That you and come first like, an extra tank of petrol and head off into the sunset and you finally you'll get to Dubbo. Yeah, well, just a one-hour flight is much easier. I oh, do right, prefer that. And very soon we'll have direct flights, Sydney, sorry, Dubbo to Melbourne, which is... Right. Exciting stuff. I might come and, um, you know, crash come your place at work. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, down the back, as long as you don't mind a dog. Yeah, can I just draw everyone's attention to the comments here? Julie uh, has spoken at the RSL in Dubbo twice. Good I mean, stuff. How good is that? How good is yes. that? Joe, um, so, hello. Uh, so, so Zerafina, over you, what about your networks? And by the way, uh, Joe, do we have a speaker kit? Uh, yes, pretty much a speaker kit and a showreel. If you want to be taken seriously, you must have a showreel. And I'm not telling you, I'm just sharing what's been said to me by all the senior speakers out there because they want to see you. If they cannot see you in action, you don't exist. So you've got to have a showreel. Uh, so, yeah, Zerafina, back, back to you talking about. That. Yeah, we will come back to it later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, Zerafina, your networks and stuff, where do you get to? How do you get to them? I t um, mm, tricky one. I, I like Kerry. I coach in leadership, but I coach for voice and nonverbals and communication in in leadership. So it's a very specific area, which means a lot of people actually don't know what I do because there's there's not that kind of large market for it. Yep. But I find that I coach a lot of women, so I do things through business chicks, and um, and I think the thing of, of 
well, the thing that I coach is that you need to show your face at places as much as you possibly yeah. can. And it's about connecting with relationships. I just started working at a co-working space. And um, and the thing about that is you meet, you meet a bunch of people and sometimes people, uh, they dismiss somebody because they're in an area that they think is not relevant. You think, oh, well, how will this person lead to work or an opportunity? Um, I mean, I just love people as well, so I'll make friends with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you don't know the conversations they're having with other people or who they're married to or who they, yeah. they play, you know, yeah. play sport with and those kind of things. So I actually think it's really important to spread your networks as, as wide as possible and say yes to kooky opportunities yeah. too. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to get into, um, well, I'll, I'll be event managing, which, you know, Event managing, actually, it's not my my main thing, um, but I coach musicians as well as corporates, and um, I've got an opportunity to event manage something for Mushroom Music for their Telstra Road to Discovery, cool. and see what they're doing, see what their mentors are doing, and see how they're communicating. And you know, I get to be a spy <laughs> without being in any physical danger. So, and, so I think that's, and, and the very least, lots of at the very least, if you're Sorry? in Melbourne on a Friday at 7pm, head on over to Smokehouse oh, yeah. 101, 101 Rosamond Road, Maribyrnong, where Zerafina leads the alleged associates uh, singing. Uh, and it's got some really well, funny stuff. That's the other thing. And that's true. Actually, I work with an organisational psychologist who's the drummer in a band that I play in uh, from the Blues Fest, which is this Sunday, by the way. Sunday if you're not doing anything in Melbourne, the Docklands Blues Festival. Yeah. Cool. So uh, doing things outside of outside of your work because you can get a bit stuck to meeting other coaches or meeting people who do the same thing as, as you do. But I, I actually think there's a huge value in that and also expanding your concept of who, who you are because although I'm a coach and a public speaker and facilitator, I'm also an... I fit into lots of other categories, yeah. categorise yourself, but in terms of um, being an entrepreneur and a thinker. And so I think it's really important to find your tribe, yeah. find your like-minded like people. And I think it's a fair comment to also say that um, people do business with people. So you want to connect yeah. with people. And um, I've had some people on my newsletter, which goes out every Monday, except when I forget, it goes out on Tuesday. Um, and like five years later, they're like, we're finally ready to use you. And when I connected with them, wow. it wasn't a, come and use me and buy my stuff and buy, you know, it was just a, hey, you know, let's connect and whatever the future holds, the future holds. We'll see how we go. Hey, uh, so let's get back to the I question. Love that... Sorry? Generally safer to I love Julie's comment. It's generally safer to love people than to love animals, especially never smile at crocodiles. <laughs> never left your hat and stop to talk a while. Don't be taken in by his foolish grin. That's a great song, that one, one of my favourites from ABC. <laughs> sing, sing, sing. Cool now. Hey, um, so let's get back to the question that uh, I think Joe had about should you have a demo reel and a speaker kit? So, ladies, what are your thoughts? And by the way, I've got an open seat here on the screen. So if you want to be part of it, click the magic button um, to be on video and I'll get you on video, however magically that happens at your end. Yeah, so I hope Joe jumps in. I'm going to meet Joe um, in Perth in a couple of weeks, which is very exciting. Uh, although we've been it's, friends. It's a good Facebook. thing meeting Joe. I've met her several times. She's good. Uh, I, I don't think we've actually met. We tried to connect about five years ago uh, when I launched my other book over in Perth. Uh, she'll be right. Well, I'm bringing her online now as we speak. Here she is. Check that hair out. Hello. 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 <laughs> now, have we actually hey, Joe, met so in you... person yet? Sorry. What is oh, I'm, I'm... Have we actually met in She's person yet? I don't think I could meet your event in Perth. I think I was about to come and I had a double booking and, yeah, so yeah. I don't think we actually have. I know we've known each other for a long time. Warwick I've met many yeah. times. We've hung out lots. Yeah, I've only met Warwick once and I had to go all the way enough. to Singapore. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no, but Warwick, now, I've arranged, now I've arranged for the, the flights from Dubbo to Melbourne just so I could connect with you more. I don't have to go to Singapore and, and I don't blame you. It's worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Joe, uh, give us your rundown. You, your question is should you have uh, a video and a speaker kit? Talk to me about what the the – how it came up in your conversation, what was going on? Well, it came up because I spoke to...
national speakers, professional speakers. BSA, professional yes. speakers in Australia. Um, recently, about LinkedIn and how uh, speakers should be using LinkedIn to position themselves as an expert and all that sort of stuff. And I mentioned where you can bring in your show reel and speaker kit. And I just did a bit of a survey who's got a speaker kit. And only like two people in the room put their hands up. And same for videos. And I thought that was quite interesting because, <laughs> you know, you've got one? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, I just think if you're a speaker, that's the best. I mean, video is the best tool. I mean, that's how I've got a lot of my speaking gigs through having video on LinkedIn. So it was just something I found curious. And I've, I've credited a few for clients who I've said, why don't you have one? Let's, and I just jump in and do that. But um, it's interesting, even though some of the top speakers I admire, there aren't many people that have good quality speaker kits that re you so know, represent talk to me about a speaker kit. What, how would you define a speaker kit? What sort of information? Are you thinking, because I know I've got in mind what I think a speaker kit is, but it could be different yeah. to what Kerry, Zerafina and everyone else who's listening, what they think. So how will you define it? Well, what I've put in mind is it's, a, you know, a bit of a bio about who I am in third person, uh, who organisations I've spoken to, topics that you talk about, things like that, uh, reference points, testimonials, uh, all that sort of stuff. It gives you, it gives people looking for a speaker, a good idea of who you are and what you talk about, what your expertise is. And also it needs to look good. And that's the thing. I've seen a lot of speaker kits out there that just, I mean, one pages that look like they've been put together in Word, which, you know, better than nothing. But uh, I think the person that's had the most effective speaker kit in terms of it looks quality, you can see that he's a very um, well-respected speaker is Matt Church. If you have do some research and download his, I actually like him. He's got a very bold... Um, cover photo, lots of interesting information and also if you you know if you've published books that should be in there, products or you know things that you're known for. Keith Abraham has also got a fantastic speaker kit, so check his out as well. I think I've seen um, his actually. So, so yeah. Joe, how is what you're talking about different from just having it the website? Because essentially it's the same information you'll have on your website. A lot of it's static, you might have a book and a blog there as well. So how is the speaker kit different to a website? And in this age of um, we want a digital, why would you do anything but just have it on a website? That's a really good question. And I wouldn't, say don't have, <laughs> I wouldn't say don't have a website, absolutely. I mean, if you're a speaker, you should have a website in your name. I think yep. it's a no-brainer. But it's, it's packaging it all into something um, that they can download. It's like we're saying, well, why have a book? Why not just have all the information on a website? It's something that people can download, <laughs> print, you know, consume, distribute easily. Um, right. Yeah, I just think it just adds adds a lot of value. I mean, all right, it's, it's not going to get you much um, in terms of SEO because generally they're PDF, so obviously yeah, Google's yeah. not reading it. So that's yeah. not the reason. Um, yeah. And also it just makes you look professional. Yeah. It's the same as having a showreel. Um, I recently watched Yvonne Adele's showreel. I mean, yes. well, recently, months ago, and I really like what she's done. I think I haven't done that because, well, you, you've got to be thinking way back and capturing a lot of footage. So mm. some of my speaking hasn't been filmed or the quality's not great. So I've got bits, I've got some bits and pieces. But it's, yep. it's something to think about, I think, early in your speaking days. Start building your assets so that you've got – it's like photos as well. Grab quality photos that you can reference and then and bring that a, onto your profile. That's a really important point for speakers out there who when someone says, um, oh, can we video you? A lot of people go, oh, no, don't do that. You're breaching my copyright. Blah, blah, blah. And my theory is <laughs> like, yeah, pfft. And your only fee for doing that is I want a copy of the raw footage and then yeah. I can then do whatever I want with it. Because at the end of the day, most of that organisation, you're not going to see again. Or you yeah. could negotiate for, I'm happy you want to record it, not a problem. That's an extra $1,000 or whatever you want to do. Um, but my answer, if anyone says, oh, can we? The answer is typically, yes, yes, you can. Yeah. Um, and this is what it'll cost or this is, where's the value exchange? Because as you say, this becomes your asset, you want to hang on to it. Because you'll get to the point like where I'm at, um, my demo reel is now looking a little tired and so I need to do another one. So I've got some good footage or I've got some footage on its way and it's a lot easier to get footage from um, events you've already done versus going, I've got no footage, so I either have to hold an event to get the footage or mock up an event or um, do some different stuff to be able to get it. And, and nowadays... People don't mind. Yes, we get a bit of a professional shot, but they're happy if you just get the old iPhone out, get someone up the back doing it because I've got to tell you, the quality on iPhones now is sensational. And sometimes you don't need the audio from the footage. You just need the video to see you in action and you can have 
either someone else doing a voiceover or doing a voiceover yourself. Um, speaking of the alleged associates, uh, the group that Zerafine is with, um, she very kindly asked me to go along and have a bit of a sing-song a week ago. So we had two iPhones shooting a two-camera shot, and then I've mixed up in iTunes. And it look I, without bragging, I think it looks pretty good. It looks great. Um, and it yeah, almost looks, looks like a professional film clip. And I've even you know edited out the dude carrying the coffee in front, three blokes leaving, someone was burping <laughs> in the background. But you can do this kind of stuff with a bit of creativity, zooming on on different parts and zooming out on others. So it doesn't have to, like, so many people are saying, oh, I can't afford it. I've got to be perfect. I've got to be, it's like, just get something done. Um, now, Julie's got, an, Julie's got an issue. She does a lot of um, senior level stuff and there's a whole lot of legal hoo-ha going on um, and doesn't want to get sued for defamations and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes what it could be is, um, just getting the footage, Julie. So rather than um, having talking about the content, having some footage of you working and then maybe talking over the top. So you know, it, it's 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 really up up to them. Can I add something about uh, about video and please do uh, about video and and about people's faces? Is that we like people whose faces we see, and um, the research actually says that we like people more even if we've, we've just seen them, which is, it sounds outrageous, but there was a, a study with the college students and they had somebody turn up and they were specifically instructed not to engage with anybody, but they were rated at the end of the, the semester as being more attractive, more likeable, warmer. So this is the thing about what Kerry was talking about, about talking to people, is that the more people you talk to, the more likeable you are. And people being able to see your face mm. Sometimes you think we get a bit caught up in what our content is about, which is incredibly important. But I remember doing a video before I, I did some gigs over in Southeast Asia, music gigs, not speaking gigs, but um, I remember doing the video and being very concerned about the musical quality and the videographer saying, people want to look at you and say, do you look like fun to be around? Mm. Do you look like somebody I'd want to hang out with? Yeah. And I was quite I was quite surprised by that, but I think mm. there's there's a huge value in that in your speaking real that you look personable, yeah. that you look like you'll be easy to deal with, that um, <clears throat> it's not so much about getting concerned about content because that's what you'd be sharing in your kit, I think, and in, in your the other layers of your social media and website. Mm. Um so if, if you can just look like you'd be fun to be around or nice to be around, not even has to be fun, but, you know, or, yeah. or that you, you're communicating something of yourself, that has enormous value. Actually, can I add something? Absolutely. That's, yes. that's why I've, I've shared my bloopers reel. Um, I did a speaker mastery <laughs> workshop with Karen Smith. You may, may know her. One of the day three was speaking to camera. I speaking to video is probably my worst thing because I just trip over my words. If I'm speaking on, you know, to a group, I just talk as I talk. Um, and I actually put it, it's on LinkedIn, it's on my profile. And it's just me chatting to the camera going, oh no, that's not what I want to say. Then I'm talking off camera to Karen. And then some <laughs> of the other people there were sort of saying, how about doing this? And I'm just going, oh no. And it, it allows people to laugh at me and I become more real because I'm not a perfect speaker. And actually it was going to the, um, National Speakers Conference at the time and speaking to people like yourself, Warwick, and some of the, I consider the top elite speakers who treated me equally. And this sounds really, I know that's me, this is my mindset coming. But I realised that I am, it's me limiting myself. I am, you know, who I am. And I learned just to be me, not to be a speaker. So just, that's my style. And it allows me to, people to connect to me. Mm. And, you know, and you, you do become more likeable. I believe that way. And people who don't like you won't like you anyway. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, Who's going to like you? Authenticity is, like, really. is so important and it is about <laughs> engaging. No one cannot like Warwick. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, there are people. Trust me, there are many, many people. I've got an ex-wife. Um, so it, it is Warwick about... Warwick's very, very still or his camera's stuck. Oh, can you not... How's this? Am I moving for you now? Um, that's, a, that's a nice move, yeah. Thank you very much. So, uh, for me, it's like recruiting someone. You want them to fit into... But I've, um, on my LinkedIn profile, I've just released a, um, a LinkedIn profile video, which is my introduction to my LinkedIn profile. And yep. I thought it's it's not going to be the same as my summary because people can read that. It's just so people can connect with you on a different level. And I've also yeah. done the overlays of me. There's me speaking at different events, but no footage, just 
you know, just um, me talking over images and whatnot. So we'll see. Well, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> and, and the thing is, you know, it's very easy now with technology to try different stuff, see how it works, see what happens. So. Um, you know, don't be scared to try something different, do something different. You know, as I was saying before, at the end of the day, people want to engage with people. It is about that authenticity. It's like you're recruiting someone. Have they got the right attitude for the, for the position? Have they, have they got the, the right match for the people who are going to be in the audience? Like if we've got a very, let's say, blue-collary kind of audience who are all just talking about great stuff, the last thing you want someone is someone who's very uptight and very sort of held back because they're just not going to connect. So we need to get to know you as an individual to see how you're going to match with our audience. All right. Hey, let's open it up. Um, are there any other questions for people on the line? We've had a bit of a chat here and we love the sound of our own voice because we're speakers. Um, so for people, who are, for people who are there, if you have any questions, anything you want to find out about, uh, and ladies, if you have any questions that you want to talk about, um, what is it in the speaking industry? This is all about, you know, this whole show for want of a better term is just about really connecting with speakers and find out what works what doesn't what's going on really well what needs a bit of an oomph how, where do i get my business what do i do when i'm incredibly successful i'm still trying to work that one out myself once i get there um although joe did i think she re implied i was one of the elite speakers i'll take that um uh so a question has come through from jenny how does this blab work as a novice and how do you set it up well can i let me be incredibly honest this is my first blab. All I did was just sign in. There's this. My cherry has gone. It's gone. Um, so all I did was just sign up, invite everyone along, and then click go, and then just wing it and see how you go. Um, oh, so Joe can't hear me. Other people can hear me. Turn your volume up, Joe. All right. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill Joe. Sorry. I meant that in the nicest possible way. Um, Kerry, can you hear me? Um, yes, I can. Excellent, good. Um, um, so, um, uh, yeah, it is about looking at um, uh, just giving stuff a crack. And I think this is good with all things um, uh, uh, in terms of give it a crack. I think there's, um, there's a new book that's just come out. Jeffrey Hazlitt's talked about, about thinking bigger and playing bigger. And, and it is about, you know, no one's going to die from things you're doing. So just do it, you know, and I love that, that whole concept of, you know, the consequence. It's not like this is brain surgery and we can't let the knife slip. It's like give stuff a crack. Um, I spend, uh, I do quite a bit of development uh, of my own skill set in the improv space. And so, therefore, being on stage and just making stuff up and coming up with these one-liners that some were good and some are very, very bad. But it's all about let's just give it a crack and, and what's the worst thing that can happen? I yeah. suppose that's a good question to ask uh, you ladies. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you on stage? <laughs> I still wanted to make a comment about the speaker's kit. But, um, uh, Zerafina, what's the worst thing that's happened to you on stage? I can't think. Um, what about you, Zerafina? You would have had some better. It would be in music rather than, because I've been a musician for 20 years, so um, I did have, um, oh, I had somebody crossing crossing a stage space and I had the guitarist threaten to knock their lights out, um, which made her cry. Um, and probably the other the other one was not being supported by um, the just this crazy Russian musician I was playing with who answered a phone only answered the phone twice during during playing. So he played with one hand and I actually wasn't singing at the time. I was watching him with another singer and um, and. Uh, and I, he was about to go to a B section, so a different section of the song. And I thought, oh, I wonder how this is going to work out. And uh, it didn't. <laughs> so he kept saying the same thing and the poor singer was not sure. I think, um, I, well, in terms of, of coaching, and um, I think I had a really tough corporate crowd where actually I don't know what happened before I came in, but they were really hostile. Uh, and it could, it could be a range of things. And I still haven't figured out, out that one, whether it was, what HR was saying, or um, or the thing that they'd done just before I'd, I'd come in. So, I think um, having a really hostile crowd and trying to trying to win them over that was probably the most difficult one. Mm. Really, is is trying to get them. So I, I got them up and moving. I could see cr a lot of crossed arms and 
um, defensive body language. And so I dropped my I dropped what I had on my script and got them to stand up and do an eye contact game and get them moving. So I tried to move their bodies out of the way of where their minds were, were stuck. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I love, had some I love Julie's comment where you had a technician come out and gaffer a, a mic amp to your buttocks live in front of a stack of people. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to hurt taking that off. <laughs> Actually, look, just as a little segue there, I think that's a really important thing, um, particularly for women, and that is to consider the outfit you wear when speak. I've got to tell you, as an MC, the number of times we've had a, a lady come up and she goes, oh, I want a lapel mic, but she's wearing a dress that has nowhere to do it, and you end up attaching it to a bra strap or putting a belt on or gaffer taping it to your bum. Um, it's just like it's phenomenal uh, of, of what you've got to do. So, um, ladies, please consider have a, a belt, a waist, a something that a mic pack can be uh, can be uh, attached to. It'll make things a whole lot easier. Joe's still having sound problems, aren't you, lovely? Oh, she's gone. Yeah, um, did so, you see the comment on the side, Warwick? She couldn't hear you, but she could hear me. Oh, well, <laughs> so that's all that matters, really. Maybe, maybe that's Blab's preference for you, Joe. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> Julie also Julie, no great jewelry comments. that makes a noise in the microphone. If you've got a headset yeah. mic and dangly yeah. earrings that go click, click, click. It's just yucky. Yeah. Julie, um, do you have the Wi-Fi to jump in? Because that would be great to, to meet Julie too. We've seen Julie's feet. Oh, here she goes. Can we see Julie's feet? That's the big question. Hey, look, Does as we're waiting for Julie's shoes? feet to come there's live. My, there's my Wi-Fi. Yay. <laughs> there's my oh. Yay. Hey, so, Julie, give us the rundown on what happened uh, when you had your mic. I can't hear your Julie, mic. actually. Uh, you want to see Julie? Oh, dear. Not so good. Here you are. That's probably me. Hello. Hello. Hey, tell us what happened when you uh, had the mic pack strapped to your bum. Uh, I was presenting the strategic plan to a group of senior business leaders at BHP, and I had a microphone pack in my belt. I was wearing a suit with a skirt and a jacket, so I had the jacket over the pack, I had the belt, I had everything perfect, but apparently it wasn't picking up properly, and they decided that they wanted a little extra antenna booster thing, and yep. suddenly this man in jeans and a t-shirt appeared at stage left and walked over behind me, and I was standing there doing my best professional, let me ignore this. <laughs> apparently he got down on his knees. And the next thing I knew, he was <laughs> fantastic. Well, there's no need to wax that week. Smoothing the gaffer tape across the back of my skirt, which of course was not very appropriate. Welcome to the director's workshop on appropriate behaviour for you at home. <laughs> for stuff that you can't be prepared for. Um, there's all the time, stuff just happens. Yeah. And particularly as, a, as an MC and as a host, it's, you know, it's my job to make sure that if a speaker is put off by that, if the AV goes down, if there's no one in the audience, which is really common second day after a big night out the night before, they've got some accountant economist on first thing the next day of the 300 delegates 50 have turned up in the room and are sitting down the back. It's like to try and get the energy up in the room, you've got to know what, what to do. Uh, mm. And I just think there are just so many things that happen that you've, you've got to have um, the just-in-case 
in your, in your toolkit, like, you know, as Zerafina said, you've got to be able to realise that sometimes they're, they're emotionally not connected. So I've got to do something physical so they get out of their head and get out of their emotions and get physical so then they can reconnect. Yeah. Yeah. You've just got to be very much in the moment because no amount of pre-planning is going to sort you out for that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Look at who's there. Try to imagine what they're feeling based on their body language and expressions and then react in a way that you think is going to save the day. So it's all about quick thinking and being brave. The other thing is that you're a leader. When you're, when you're up on stage, it's in terms of body language and non-verbals, is you actually lead those non-verbals too. And the trap is sometimes to get caught in the non-verbals of your audience rather than realising that you're actually, you're driving that bus, is that people are more likely to respond to what to what you're doing and the tone that you set. So that's the emotional tone. I've seen people um, comment on the audience in a negative way or, you know, and it's such a different impact than if you can uh, build the audience up or even notice one person who's the bright spot, who's who's engaged or or doing the thing that you're hoping for from from the rest of the audience, because that that's contagious. We're actually we're emotionally contagious. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would be my head of security going off in the background. Yes, that's that's obviously someone's walked past in a very dangerous looking manner. And so he's decided that she, he should have a conversation with them. Yeah, so, good to know he's having a job. Yeah, then look, you know, it's, it's very important. Hey, now we're coming up, we've got 10 minutes left of our little blab here this afternoon. And a big thank you to everyone who's joined us on the line and is chatting. If there are any, any, uh, any key points you want to find out about here in the last 10 minutes, uh, as I said at the very beginning, our focus really is to just connect and share experiences, what works, what doesn't, and what you may need to do differently next time. One thing I will say about non-responsive audiences, recently I was presenting to a large group and they were, oh, look, it, that was hard. It was one of the hardest audiences I've ever had. There was no responses. Yet in the break, they come up to me and go, this is really good. You know, you're, you're pretty funny and I'm really enjoying this and keep up the good work. Sometimes how they feel and how they respond don't match. So it's really important not mm. to take their reaction as the only way that they feel, um, yeah. it, it makes it hard, and that's where there's that you've got to have that self confidence and that ability to self regulate and self boost and know that you're doing a really good job. But don't get too yeah. pumped up. I think we've all met speakers who are a little bit uh, overinflated, might be the, <laughs> the appropriate way of putting it. So it is about being confident but not cocky. So, yeah. um, Zerafina, as the presentation guru, hey, how would you suggest that people remain confident and not cocky? What are some of the things they can do to become confident as they walk on stage? Well, I think some of the things are about that we know from embodied cognition, which is a science of what's happening in our body and how that impacts the hormones in our body, is that if you take up more space uh, as leaders do or uh, as um, Leaders definitely take up more space, but even in nature, if you think of a lion roaring or um, something that is that is dominant over the space, then that will actually up your testosterone, which is your sense of capacity, uh, and it also reduces your cortisol, which is your reactivity to stress. So Amy Cuddy's studies in doing mm. that for two minutes before you go on stage is really helpful. But I also work with a lot of speakers in terms of. Um, and it's a kooky thing, but I get them to think about letting sunlight in underneath your armpits because your adrenaline response is to connect those elbows right into your sides to protect your internal organs, which makes you look like a penguin. <laughs> so it makes you feel safer, um, but a little penguin. So one of the things Darren uh, Rouse from Plobogus just made a comment, superhero poses. And this is one thing, Zara, you've yeah. told me as well. Do the traditional Superman duh, 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 or the Wonder Woman <laughs> or the Aquaman. Pick a superhero where there's, you know, arms out which is the sunlight under your armpit though that's what you're talking about yeah and it, but also in your gestures you can in your gestures you can do that as well right, so that yeah. when you are gesturing that you're not just gesturing from the elbow out yeah that you're you're using your arm and using the space because we're not used to using space 
in an extensive and expansive way like that. Yeah. We're used to having conversations which are quite small. So if you can not just do your power pose, but if you can make that part of how you present, that will make you feel more confident as as well as making your audience feel more confident yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Just a note on that overconfidence thing, often that comes from insecurity or being sort of emotionally disconnected from your from your content. I think being having some point of vulnerability of something that you're willing yeah. to share of yourself that is not perfect is enormously helpful in helping us connect with you as an audience. Right. Uh, we don't want it to be so over the line that we feel that you might need therapy. And I have seen speakers that are sharing yeah. a lot of things and you're kind of like, yeah. well, I feel uncomfortable that yeah. you told me you didn't shower for three days because you were writing your book. But, um, but there is a point where there are those human things that we do that make us feel embarrassed or our low moments and it helps us to connect with you as a speaker to say, wow, you're, you're just like me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so another tip, another tip from uh, Darren is uh, standing in the bathroom <laughs> cubicle with your hands on That's your head. Right. Yeah. Uh, whatever works. Perfect. Uh, in, Perfect. in the early days when I was uh, really um, getting quite nervous, I'd be sitting on the toilet bowl rocking slowly backwards and forwards going, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> I was after. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it passed. And I think it's, you know, it's got to start somewhere. And I think that's with, um, as I think the underlying thing from everything we've talked about this afternoon or this morning, wherever you are, is give stuff a crack. Find out what works for you. For some people, the superhero pose yeah. might be fantastic, and others you'll be thinking to yourself, "I look like a dickhead." Um, yes, so, I don't want you to do that on stage. That's the thing. Uh, you know, the important thing. I've done it on stage. Jared's uh, being in the, in the toilets like that—that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, having a fantastic time. Oh yeah, I see Lady Gaga do it all the time on stage. Oh. Yeah. Um, but there's certain <laughs> things you might be able to get away with it as a celebrity that, as a normal speaker, you might not. So again, pick your audience. I think that's really important. So uh, all right, hey, we got only a couple of minutes left. Um, so ladies, because you're on camera, I'm going to give the opportunity to uh, give us what's one thing if. As a speaker, what's one thing over the next month that people watching this should probably focus on? <laughs> Definitely not my dog's bottom. <laughs> you know what? I would I would recommend that if people have not jumped on a blab like this or periscope, then just do that because I think you have to if you're a bit nervous about connecting, there's something vulnerable about just being on video, and I think Periscope and Blab is great because it's just you being yourself, and you know it's not the it's not the polished studio video that you have to be really eloquent to you know get just that video that you want. But you just come online and be yourself, and connect with people everywhere, and it's just great experience to be connecting with more people and sharing your message without yeah. um yeah the pressure of the professional performance you just get online be yourself and I think with Periscope especially there's there's no time to be anything but yourself because yeah. you know you're thinking about what it is that you want to share but you're saying hello to everyone as they're coming in and thank you people for comments and yeah just just get on there and get amongst it. Can cool. I, Zerafina, what's your one point? Well my one point would actually be stolen from Joe which is that it's about sharing your, your information and that when you're looking at an audience, really what you want to try and to be doing is checking, am, am I getting their engagement? Have I, have, I, have I caught their emotional attention as well as just the, the content information so that you have something to share and just check how that's being received? Because I see every public appearance, every performance as being a growing as, as just being a, a learning experience for growth of how can I better connect and share with, with others. Yeah. That way you don't ever have to be perfect, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Nina's doing the, uh, her little tip is uh, take more video, get them on your bro show wheel and get permission for people to get to know you and laugh with you. Julie, I'm sure you've got a tip there besides don't look at your dog's bum. Uh, yes, my serious tip would be unless you're absolutely static with what results you're getting at the moment do something different try yeah. one different thing and see what it, a difference it makes and if it doesn't make a good one try something else next time fantastic 
Hey, um, thank you so much, everyone, for being here today. Uh, I'm going to do these once a month. I will be. This has been recorded. It will be archived. There's some other resources at getmorespeakersuccess.com. Head on over to so get. I was going to know about my bum being stroked in public. Oh yeah. So your bum being stroked has been recorded forevermore. Sorry, didn't you get that little legal disclaimer at the front? Oh, you mustn't have been there. That's oh, it's a small too It's it's unconscionable conduct. Oh well, hey, fire me. Um, oh, I'm not employed. Warwick, um, the uh, URL again, get more. Uh, so it's getmorespeakersuccess.com. Get I'm more... just putting it in the comments. Oh, yeah, great. Thank you. Getmorespeakersuccess.com. Get so Is there's some correct? other stuff there. The intent of this is there's nothing to sell. There's, it's just about I want to really build a sense of community. Um, it's going to be strongly focused uh, with people from the Global Speakers Federation. It's open to people outside it. It's really just dragging speakers together once a month with uh, a small beverage, or if you're like me, go the big one, um, and to just sort of have a bit of a chat at, at whatever stage it sort of happens. Yeah, get that Diet Coke. A bit more phenylalanine just to get you through the afternoon. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. It's been a whole lot of fun, and uh, I look forward to seeing you next time on Get More Speaker Success. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and we hope you can get more success.